Well, good morning and welcome to Palm Vista Community Church. This morning's message is about deacons, one of the two offices or officers that God has established to build his church. And the title of our message this morning is Deacons, Servants of the Lord. Deacons, Servants of the Lord. And our text is going to be 1 Timothy 3, 8 through 13. 1 Timothy 3, 8 through 13. And as you're turning there, let me give you some context. And the context is this, our mission statement. Because God has ordained the church, has structured the church and provided these officers and these offices to fulfill our mission. And that mission comes from God. And so just by way of refresher for you as you're turning to 1 Timothy 3, 8 to 13, our mission comes from primarily Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And here it is. In Christ, we connect, we grow, and we go. You see it here on the screen. In Christ, we connect, we grow, and we go. And if you read that text, what we're doing is we're making disciples. It's very important to understand this, church, that God connects us to himself and to one another in Christ. The primary venue for that, as you see in the first box, here at Palm Vista is the Sunday morning service, our Sunday meeting. But God also grows us together in Christ. He grows us into maturity to be more like Jesus. And again, the primary venue here at Palm Vista for that, the second box, is our community groups. And God then sends us out. He empowers us to go in Christ to make disciples. And the primary venue for that here at Palm Vista are our ministry teams. So as you look at Scripture, as you look at Ephesians chapter 4, primarily, and as you look at 1 Timothy chapter 3, and by the way, 1 Timothy was written to the pastor of the church in Ephesus. So these two books have similar settings. One church in Ephesus, modern-day Turkey. And he's writing to that church, and he's saying this, my mission for you is to go make disciples, Matthew 28. My mission is I am connecting you to myself and one another in Christ. I am causing you to grow in Christ together, and I'm then sending you out to go and make disciples in Christ. And the way I'm going to structure my church is very simple. There's two offices, two officers. One is the elder. They're gifts from God to teach you and to help you and to care for you. And the other is the deacon. And this morning, we're going to be talking about the deacon. Because, see, these two officers, these two offices together teach, equip, organize, and deploy the members of the church so that in Christ they connect with God and one another. In Christ they grow together. And in Christ they go to make disciples. Today's message is all about the deacon and his crucial role. So last night I was sitting in my living room watching my wife make bread. And... uh because I'm easily distracted. Whatever I was doing, I was instantly distracted by her making bread. And what distracted me was when she took out this one little jar of this stuff called a dough enhancer. 
You know, I mean, I understood, okay, she's putting the flour in, I got that. She's putting in the water, she's putting in the oil, she's putting in the salt, she's putting in the yeast, you know, she's kneading it, she's forming it into these loaves, and she's going to then let it rise, and then she's going to bake it. I got that. But when she grabbed this dough enhancer, I said, what's a dough enhancer? And so she said, well, basically the dough enhancer causes all the ingredients to just both work together better, but enhances them, adds something to them, creates a, a texture and a taste and a crust that really makes it a good loaf of bread. The deacons at Palm Vista are, are dough enhancers. I mean, we're the flower. God needs us. Bangs us on the, she's banging it on the thing, you know, and he forms us into loaves community groups. He puts us in there. We rise as the spirit is in us, puts us in the oven. And we're like, ah, he bakes us. Some of you are being baked, baked more intensely right now than others, but he's baking you. And then out comes a tasty loaf of bread. The deacons are the dough enhancers. They help bring together All of the members, they help bring together the ministry team leaders. They supervise under the leadership of the elders and they they, they provide leadership to crucial areas of the church. They bring cohesion. They add that texture and taste and crust so that Palm Vista is a tasty loaf of bread fed to a starving community around us. The bread of life. Life comes from Christ, not us. But we're the, the, the medium through which he, he, he serves it to our community. See, deacons, as we understand in Scripture, are men. Men who exercise leadership under the direction of the elders. And these men are briefly discussed in Acts chapter 6. But then God, then God drops us into 1 Timothy 3, 8 to 13. And really gives us an understanding of who these men are. And a hint at what they do. So let's read it together. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 8. Are you there? Deacons likewise must be dignified. Not double-tongued not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience and let them also be tested first. Then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives, likewise, must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their household, their own households well, for those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. Again, the context for this instruction is the church at Ephesus that needs help, needs organization, needs cohesion. It's in a tough place. And God's called them with, a, with a, a challenging mission. And so he provides deacons. And they're servants. Actually, the word deacon here in the text comes from the Greek word diakonos. And that word has a range of meaning, most prominent of which is servant or attendant. Imagine an attendant there with a towel over, over his arm. A servant that's just 
thinking about your needs and trying to make you a success and giving you all the resources you need so you can do your ministry at Palm Vista. That's a deacon. That's a deacon here. I mean, Paul actually called himself a deacon, used that word for himself, because he was a servant, but he was also an apostle. But we're talking about deacons today. Deacons in the church. And what we want to do is we want to drop down into what are the qualifications of a deacon and what are the functions of a deacon so that we might identify and install and benefit from these officers, this crucial office in the church. That's the goal of this message. This message begins, it's like planting the flag. We're planting the deacon flag. Boom. On that flag will be Isaiah's picture. Just like that, that face right there. And it's going to be the deacon flag. And it may take us months. It may take us years, okay, to develop this whole thing. I mean, we're learning together, aren't we? Because though the characteristics and the character qualities of a deacon are very clear here, what they do is hinted at. It's not as clear. There's a lot of latitude here of how they function. But we're going to learn together because it's a crucial office. And these are crucial officers. So let's drop down into deacons, shall we? And let us, let us look together who are deacons. And scripture tells us who they are. Number one, deacons are men who understand sound doctrine. Deacons are grounded in the gospel. Look at verse nine. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. This idea of mystery of the faith means that it is a truth that had been hidden, but is now revealed, and that truth, friends, is the gospel. It's what we celebrated this morning in Holy Communion. Jesus Christ is the gospel, and the mystery of the gospel has now been revealed, and these are guys that understand it, not only understand it, but they hold it with a clear conscience. What does that mean? That means these are men whose lives have been affected by the gospel. They don't just know it intellectually, but they have a clear conscience. They're walking it out as much as they can in their lives. They're gospel men. They're gospel-grounded. And they're able to articulate that gospel. Now, remember, the primary teaching role of the church is the elder, not the deacon. But the deacon, he better be able to share that gospel one-on-one. He better be able to share it at home. He better be able to share it in a community group or at work or at lunch or at a Starbucks. He understands the gospel. He's grounded in the gospel. So a deacon is what? Grounded in the gospel. Number two, a deacon is a man of character. A deacon is a man of character, qualified by what they are and by what they are not. Let's look at verse 8. Deacons, likewise, must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. This word dignified in the English has a range of meaning, which includes men worthy of respect. I was just thinking about this, guys. How crucial this is. You know, there's an attack on leadership in our culture today. At every level. In the home, fathers, men. Rarely do you see men portrayed in a respectable way in sitcoms today. We're the buffoons. And and, and everybody just, you know, goes around us somehow. Leadership and authority is, is, is spoken against. But you know, guys, sometimes at home... It's kind of on us because we're not acting respectably, right? 
we, we're like little boys that don't want to grow up sometimes. And what's even more crucial is this. God commands our wives to respect us. Ephesians 5, he commands us to love them. That doesn't mean we don't respect our wives, and that doesn't mean that they don't love us, but God kind of knows how we're built. And so he commands our wives to respect us. So men, whether you're a deacon or not, whether you aspire to that or not, all of us should aspire to be respectable, shouldn't we? Because it's kind of unfair to ask your wife to respect you when you're not acting respectably. So this speaks to us all, doesn't it? Not just to the deacon. We should all aspire to this. But that's what this word dignified uh, uh, encompasses. And actually, that word dignified acts as an umbrella over all the other things that are going to be spoken of here in just a moment. So think of that word dignified over us and over that deacon. He's a man worthy of respect, but also what he's not. He's not double-tongued. It speaks of his speech. He's not a liar. You know, he, he, He's not a flim-flammer. Like that word? A little dated, isn't it? It's okay. He's not a guy that tells you one thing because he knows you want to hear that and tells you something else because he wants to, he knows you want to hear that. He's a man of his word. He keeps his word. It speaks, it talks about his speech, but he's not addicted, addicted to much wine. That means he has self-control. He has his controls under, his appetite under control. It can be wine. It can be food. It can be whatever. He's not a man who's just given to to just doing whatever he wants and just excess in his life. Nor is he greedy for dishonest gain. He's a man that's generous. He's a man that lives to give, not to get. He's honest. He's content. This man is not drunk on wine or money. That is a deacon. And see, that speaks to the evaluation process, which church you're very much involved in. You are crucial in this, in this uh, phase of Palm Vista of identifying deacons and installing deacons. You guys are very important here because these are character qualities that we're all looking at and we all have to be aware of as we consider who would be the deacons of Palm Vista. It speaks to their speech. It speaks to their conduct. It speaks to their motivation. Listen, and if the deacon is married, his wife, his wife must qualify him as well. Look at verse 11. Their wives, likewise, must be dignified. There's that word again. I told you that word was sort of like a thematic word. He must be dignified and the wife must be dignified. A woman worthy of respect. And it says here, it goes on to say, she, she can't be a slanderer. Just going around talking about people, talking a bunch of trash about stuff. Always gossiping, stirring things up. No, she's a woman who's dignified. She's sober-minded. She's faithful. In fact, the deacon's home qualifies him for this important office in the church. Look at verse 12. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife. Now, back then, there were, you know, polygamy was in fashion. Right? But I think today that means it's a man who honors his wife. He's not playing the field. He's not, he's not indulging in things that he shouldn't be indulging with other women. He, he loves his wife and gives his life for her. Managing their children in their household well. Why? Because a man's home reveals and validates his calling to be an officer of the church, this office of the deacon. So, number one, 
A deacon is grounded in the gospel. Number two, a deacon is a man of character. And number three, a deacon is a servant. I mean, this is the bottom line, is it not? A deacon is a servant. Look at verse 13. Verse 13. For those who serve well as deacons, diakonos, gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. What in the world does this mean? Well, number one, a good standing. A deacon, because he's so influential in the church, has to be seen in a good light in the church. That good standing speaks of how the church would see this man. You know, is he just sort of a a fool, always joking around, never really, you know, holding down anything, not really someone you could trust? Or does he have good standing? You know, that's a fine, upstanding citizen of Palm Vista. That's what that's talking about. But look at this second phrase. This one's a little more interesting in verse 13. And also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. What in the world does that mean? Well, this great confidence means that these are men who gain faith and confidence in Jesus. It means what Corey was preaching last week. This is a guy that says, I'm nothing. And I'm not looking at my gifts and abilities, but my faith and confidence in Jesus is at a 10 if it's a 1 to 10 scale. We can do it, church, because Jesus is possible. We can do it, church, because the gospel is powerful. This is one of those guys that just burns brightly with zeal and confidence in Jesus Christ. Not a confidence in his own abilities in an arrogant way, but a humble confidence, a a confident confidence in Jesus. And here's the illustration I want to give you. On Friday night, I was with my good friend Sergio, who is not here today because he's caring for his mom, and his mom is very sick, and it's very sad, and we need to pray for the Moors. But I was with him at the hospital, and then afterwards we went to his house, and we had some food, and uh, we had some fellowship, and, uh, and it was a little cold. It's Miami cold, okay? So it was like maybe 70, yeah, but with a breeze blowing, okay? So it felt like 68, okay? Uh, <clears throat> so we're outside having that fellowship, and uh, Sergio says, man... Let's fire up, let's, let's, let's light a fire. You know, and he, he lives, I mean, it's like, there's no fire pit there, right? But he's got this little, you know, those little fire pits you get there at uh, Home Depot. And so he got the fire pit out, and we got some of the wood out that he had had outside, but it had gotten wet. And so we're trying to light the fire. He says, you know what, I got another bundle. I remember he had bought one at Publix, so he, he got this bundle. And these were big, good, dry pieces of wood that were solid and strong. So we cleared out the wet kind of pieces that weren't burning, and we put a couple of those big, strong, dry pieces of wood. And when we lit those bad boys up, man, that thing got going. They started burning red hot, almost like a coals. And when you put that, those other pieces of wood on there, they couldn't resist the heat of those good pieces of wood. And we were there till past midnight, which, you know, for me, that's a miracle. Uh, I love fires. We just kept throwing wood in there. It was crackling, and, and then the, the fire would hit those pieces that had water in it, and as the water would go out, it'd crackle and you know, you know, almost burn our clothes. you know. And, and we had a blast, and we were just, the heat of the fire, the heat of the fire. Deacons are those good pieces of wood, solid. And those guys are burning with a zeal because they have a confidence in God that's off the charts. And when you get good deacons in a church, and they start burning brightly for the Lord, the other pieces of wood cannot resist that heat and fire, and they start burning as well. And you want to burn brightly with the zeal for God, don't you? You want to be equipped, don't you? 
You want to fulfill the ministry God's given you, don't you? But it's hard, isn't it? You get discouraged, don't you? You get some water on you. You've been left outside. The rain's kind of soaked in on you. And you just, you're trying to light the fire and it's just not lighting. But man, when you get around some deacons, some leaders, some men that are on fire for the Lord and confident in God and humble men, man, you just start burning with the passion for God. That's what we're talking about here, church. Not just some structure for structure's sake. But these men release in Palm Vista you and me into service and fulfilling our mission to connect, grow, and go in Christ. That's the deacons. Lord, give us deacons. Lord, give us deacons. Men grounded in the gospel. Men of character. Men who serve with zeal. Burning brightly with the Spirit. Remember our Mission statement, last slide here. In Christ, we connect, grow, and go. So here is the vision I want to plant in your head as we begin this process of identifying deacons, installing deacons, and seeing deacons fulfill God's office, the office that God has instituted for them. I want us to relate it to this mission statement, and specifically the three Phases in Christ connect, grow, and go. So I want to drop down into them and I want to dream with you a little bit about who these deacons might be and maybe just talk about what they do. Now you're saying to me, where do you find this in scripture? Well, you, you, you can't, you don't. But scripture gives us a latitude here, a tremendous latitude for what deacons actually do. There is a quote that says the following. It should be on the screen. In the servant role, Deacons provide much-needed wisdom and energy. Listen, those logs on Friday night, they had energy. And that fire, that heat was given as they were burning. That energy was coming off it and giving us strength and warmth. That's a deacon. Deacons provide much-needed wisdom and energy to the ample physical needs in the church, often using such provision as opportunities to minister as well to the spiritual needs of others. That's a deacon. This is a deacon. Now, but what he does, there's plenty of room here, okay? The application of a deacon is broad. Each church can apply it in different ways. But at Palm Vista, we want to apply it now back to the screen with our mission statement along these three major areas, connect, grow, and go. Pretty much Sunday meeting, pretty much ministry teams. Now, why am I kind of skipping the grow piece? Because the grow piece is community group leaders, and Corey and I as elders have have done a division of labor here, and we have spheres that we oversee. And so Corey and I as the teaching elders, as the pastors, as the elders of the church, we kind of got that one covered. We're working with these guys, and these guys are helping us extend the pastoral care. We meet with them regularly. We meet with them as a group once a month. We meet with them one-on-one roughly once a month. We meet with them as couples about once every six, eight, 10 weeks, we're caring for them. We got that one. So we don't need deacons for that. But we need deacons for that Sunday piece. We need deacons for that ministry team go piece. So dream with me. You know, Lord, give us a deacon who can come in and own Sunday. Now, what do I mean by that? What I don't mean by that is he does every ministry. No, we've already got ministry team leaders. We've got men that are doing the sound right now. You can't see them because they're all hidden. But I think, is it you this morning, Robbie? Yeah, okay, and, and Enrique. They've got little iPads, and they're actually controlling the sound. They're, they walk around here. Okay, they're doing that. We've got Zeke that's leading worship. I, we don't need a deacon to lead worship. 
We need a guy that knows what he's doing musically and has a pastoral's heart for the team and for you guys and his leading. We got, we have people that do that. But we need a man who can own the whole, the big picture and supervise it. That dough enhancer. He's enhancing Zeke. He's enhancing Robbie and Enrique. He's enhancing the hospitality table with Chandra. He's enhancing all these other ministries, the ushers, the setup team with Rafa. He's enhancing them. He's bringing them together, coordinating them. Lord, give us that deacon. There's a lot that goes on on Sunday mornings. Bible 45 will start on the 31st of January. We have the tech team, the worship team, the ushers, the setup, the facility support, the Sunday decor. You know, who, are, who made the decision to buy those and why are they there? Well, someone did. Deacon doesn't does it, doesn't do it, but he makes sure that that person has the resources they need and works with them and encourages them and that fire is burning and they may kind of get a little bit weak and, you know, they get a little waterlogged, but he says, no, and he encourages them and, and he's saying, let's go, we can do that. How can we do it even better? How can we make those signs better? And he's thinking about that during the week. Security. He's working with Richard on security. How can we do that better? How can we provide a more secure environment? Hospitality table. Oh Lord, give us a deacon over that Sunday morning. But we also need another deacon for Sunday. Because I don't know if you know this, there is a parallel service going on right now, right through those doors, with our children. I think we have six ladies that are pregnant right now, so we're going to have six more little ones here, not not too long from now. It's amazing. Yeah, I love it. You know, we value our children. God wants us to value our children. We want to value the children of our guests. If you're a guest here, we work hard to keep your kids safe. There are people watching and making sure no one comes in here. Our, our teachers have policies to make sure your children are safe. But not only safe, but they're taught well. And they have worship. We do the worship in motion with Ashley and her team, wherever she is around here somewhere. And, 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 yeah, and we want to make sure that, that you have all the resources you need. So we need a deacon over children's ministry. Now, we already have someone leading children, children's ministry. Nestor does an amazing job. But a deacon that, is, that has that in his heart and, 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 is, and is overseeing all that's happening there. Who might that be? And then kind of one other piece of that connect part. Look, Our connection, God connects us to himself in Christ, primarily into one another through Sunday. But you know what? God also uses, that's regular. It's every week, all right? Boom, boom, boom. That's what we do. But you know, every once in a while, we'll have special events where God connects us in Christ to himself and one another. And so we're actually looking for a deacon that we call special events. Again, remember, we're just planting the flag today. You know, it's like one of those pictures that we're starting to draw and, you know, we'll add to it and detract and erase here and color it in later on. But, but a deacon who could help, um, coordinate, enhance the kinds of events that we would have that we would call special events. Things apart from Sunday morning. Things apart from our Bible 45. For example, let me give you an example since I know you're probably thinking, what are you talking about now? How about seminars on marriage and parenting? But we haven't had one of those in a while, Al. I know, but we're going to have one here shortly. We're going to have a parenting seminar right here. We're hoping in this auditorium. On Friday night, April the 29th, and Saturday, April the 30th. And uh, we're excited about that. And we've asked uh, Aaron Osborne to come down. He's agreed to come down and... 
we're, we're, we want to, we want to, we haven't done that for a long time. We've got a lot of babies being born, you know. A lot of us need to refresh our parenting. I've now got six grandchildren, a seventh one on the way. I need to refresh my parenting. <laughs> Different role, but, and, 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 you know, and if you don't have kids or you're single, but, you know, you're called to help those that are parenting, not to uh, be the parent, but, but, so we all need to know this together, don't we? And have biblical convictions on what that means. So that person would help organize that. Or find the people who can, but he's owning that. How about conferences? But we haven't been to conferences in a while, Al. Right. But we're going to go to one this year. On the weekend of October 28th through 30th, we're all going to jump in our cars and drive up to Orlando and have a small group leaders conference. We haven't done one of those in a long time. What's a small group leaders conference, Al? It's where we help equip small group leaders, whether it's community group leaders or ministry team leaders or potential leaders. And we have more fun and learn more on the drive up there and make more memories on the drive up there. And when we spend the night in a hotel together in someone's house and then on the drive back and it builds us, it, it, it brings us together. It's that dough enhancer that brings the ingredients together. But someone's got to kind of think about all the details on that, right? And I know this may shock you. I'm not exactly a detail-oriented oriented guy. <laughs> Far be it. And that doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve the church. So we need a deacon that helps in that. We need a deacon to help to put on retreats. We want to do men's retreats and women's retreats. We want to do youth retreats. They are doing youth retreats. Not to do them for the people leading those ministries, but to help them, a dough enhancer. Maybe special dinners. And finally, hospitality. You know, there's a lot of people that come through Miami. It's funny, usually in the winter. Uh, And uh, they're friends of ours. And they're asking, hey, can someone put us up? Can you show hospitality to us? Can can you help us out here? We don't want to spend 300, 400 bucks on a hotel. Can someone just put us up for a night or two? We have mission teams that are going to Latin America that are going to spend here a couple of nights. And we want to be hospitable. The scripture says we should show hospitality to the saints. He could be thinking about that too. He's not doing it all. But he's, he's making those calls. He's trying to find the people. He's got those go-to people. Okay, her house, his house. Oh, yeah, they've got an extra room. Oh, she loves that. Oh, you know, and they're, they're, they're helping us. They're dough enhancer. Give us a deacon in that area. So give us a deacon for Sunday. Give us a deacon for children's ministry. Give us a deacon for special events. Give us a deacon, oh God, for outreach. For outreach. This is now the go piece. The box on the far right. And when I say outreach, I'm going to start with those who are not members closest to us and on out to those to the ends of the world, to missions to the ends of the world. So let's start with those closest to us. You know, we're going to start Connect 101. These are for our guests who have now been coming sufficiently that they want to explore membership. So this deacon would help us uh, supervise that area, the Connect 101, the new members, the guests, the, the greeters that are out there that are giving out pens and little cards that you got this morning if you're a guest. They're coordinating our guest luncheons, which are quarterly. They're coordinating uh, and then now moving out a little bit further to our, our outreach, evangelism. How are we interacting with our community? Not only evangelism events, but everyday evangelism, training the process of evangelism. And then finally, mercy ministry, which we really want to do. Someone who's just geared that way can bring cohesion and some thought and some leadership and can burn brightly. Because, you know, to do mercy ministry is hard. If you go to Romans chapter 12, when it talks about mercy ministry, it says do it without complaining. Because it's hard to be merciful to those who are ungrateful, right? So he's that log that just keeps burning. He says, all right, let's just keep going. What's worth doing? Where can we serve in our community? So that's the deacon for outreach. Number five, deacon for communication. 
Oh my, do we need a deacon for communication. This might be our most pressing need right now. Honestly. And and let me just say this to you. You may not be a deacon or even want to be a deacon, but if you want to serve in this area, we need help. What do I mean by communication? This is anything that has to do with both internal communication from the informed that Corey sends out weekly, the digital informed uh, newsletter, to what our logo looks like, the colors we choose, our letterheads, our business cards, <laughs> all digital communication, um, you know, social media, which scares me. And I know I have to do it, but it just scares me. Uh, I'm over 50. Heck, I'm going to be 60 this year. So, you know, that really scares me. Um, our website, oh, we need help. Someone who would own it. Someone who would say, I've got the vision for this. I, 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 can, I can marshal the folks. We've got people that are already working with us on that. But everybody's busy. Everybody's got this job and that job. And, and we don't have, we're, the, we're to be released to do the primary teaching and preaching and praying. So we, don't have, we can't follow up. And I know that frustrates some of you. And, and so someone who says, no, I'll be the guy. I'll be the sort of the clearinghouse. But not only that, the supervision. And, and then giving the vision and saying, let's, let's keep going. That, that log that's burning brightly in communication. If you have any desire to help us in that, we need help. And then finally, finances. This is number six here. A deacon to work with the elders to supervise the church's finances. This deacon would work to oversee a financial committee. Accountability, review, help set salary, retirement benefits, investment savings, and giving. Here's my appeal. Here's my appeal. According to scripture, there is a process for these deacons to be identified and installed. And we see that in verse 10. And let them also be tested first, and then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. So that tested and that prove themselves blameless, that's your part. What we're asking you to do is say, who do you think has been tested in this area? Who do you think is walking in a way blameless? Now I, know, I realize no one's blameless. Who do you think might be able to, God might be speaking to you right now and put a name in your head. It might be your name or it might be the name of someone you know. So what we're asking here, starting at the end of this sermon, that if you have someone you want to nominate or yourself, you're interested, that you would send us an email, alpino at palmvista.org, csmidgen at palmvista.org, call us, text us, grab us by the arm at the end of the service, whatever, and just say, hey, I got a name, I got an idea for you. And then what we'll do after a period of time of receiving those nominations that we'll start contacting people, talking to the appropriate people. We're going to be praying. We've got some names perhaps in our head so that eventually when that process kind of runs its course, we'll come back to you as a church with some names. Okay, obviously we would have spoken to those people first. And then we will present those names and then we'll give you a season, a period of time, I'm not sure how long, where you will comment on them privately you know, appropriately, whether again, email, call, whatever, and say, hey, I've got some thoughts on that because we want to hear from you. You're the testing part. You're the viewing part. You're crucial to this. And then when that process has run its course, I look forward to the day when right here on this platform, we can install deacons and pray for them. And if it's just one, I'm fine. Remember, we're just planting the flag. Okay, we got years to walk through this. If it's six, great. If not, God knows. He knows what's needed. He's going to put it in your hearts. And we're going to trust God. 
Church, let us bow our heads in prayer. Let us ask God for deacons. Worship team, if you would join me up here. Lord, give us deacons. Father, we want to submit our thoughts and ideas to your word. And as we read your word this morning, we read that this office, the deacon, this officer, the deacon, is crucial. We see his qualifications. For many, they're daunting. We have a hint as to what they do. Extending care. Dough enhancers. Making us a tasty, appealing texture and flavored loaf of bread. The bread of life. The words of Christ. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of Christ. Men that could help energize and sustain and move us forward on the mission that you have given us. Oh God, keep the fires burning. Men who would lead with zeal. Lord, I just pray for these kinds of leaders. Leaders that are, that are spoken of in Romans 12.8. The one who leads with zeal. Lord, give us zeal. Zealous men. Burning brightly with the fire of your spirit grounded in the gospel men of character humble men servants lord to your glory and for our good lord when you move our lives are changed our church is built our community is reached that is what we're praying for We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand with me. Let us sing when you move.